Welcome back to Tales from the Mooseverse for Season 2. We're glad to have you here. My name is Ian. In Season 1, Chocolate and Magic, Montgomery the Moose and Montgomery the Mouse met Phoebe and Tamar, two miniature human sisters who had traveled to Maine to find a mysterious magical land that seems to hold some family history for them. But it also holds a dragon. Roger the raccoon also joined them on their quest. So now that they managed to escape from the indoor mountain and the orange jackets that were chasing them around, let's join the group on their way back to Damariscotta Lake to find the magical land. As always, stay tuned after the story for where you can join in. As the group of friends made their way northward, Phoebe and Tamar wondered how long it would take to travel 77 miles riding on a moose. Quicker than walking themselves, for sure, but still, 77 miles. So what's the deal with this magical land? Roger the raccoon asked keenly. She was already excited about being in the outside world and having new friends that actually moved and talked. She couldn't imagine anything more magical than that. Well, we don't know much about it, Tamar answered. All we know is that it's close to Damariscotta Lake, through some tunnels, and it's like a tropical island, and there's a dragon there, Phoebe added. A dragon? Roger exclaimed excitedly, before whispering to herself, I have no idea what that is. They walked for hours, and more hours, and more hours. While Phoebe kept looking at the map, hoping to find more clues, Tamar became impatient. The sun was going down, and Montgomery the Moose seemed to be getting tired. How long is it going to take us to get there? Well, maybe tomorrow, Montgomery the Mouse replied. You could tell that his moose friend was waning too. Tomorrow, Tamar replied. But it seems like we're pretty close though, right? Well, not really, Montgomery the Mouse replied. I think we're still quite a ways away. Phoebe sighed. Can't we get a ride again? Montgomery the Mouse looked confused. You are getting a ride, he replied. No, I mean from a car, or something that goes faster than a moose. She was also keen to ask, hey Google, hey Siri, I need help, how far they were, and get more specific directions on how to get to Damariscotta Lake. At that moment, they all heard something loud moving through the trees to their right, slowing down to a stop about 600 feet from them. What is that? Roger the raccoon asked. She'd been amazed by many of the things she'd seen while outside, but this was by far the loudest and the biggest. A train, Tamar exclaimed. That's it, we can get the train. Wait, I thought trains only go underground, Phoebe replied. She knew Tamar had snuck onto the train near where they lived a few times, but that train stayed in tunnels and didn't seem to go anywhere exciting, just one underground building to another. No, Tamar corrected her, I went on one that went over a whole river once and I saw buildings as tall as the sky. Wow, Phoebe replied. She was in awe of the things she'd missed out on for so long. They made their way towards the train, but Montgomery the Mouse quickly realized that Montgomery the Moose wouldn't be able to fit inside. Why not? Montgomery the Moose asked. I know how to fit through tight spaces. Just close my eyes and... No, no, Montgomery the Mouse interrupted. I don't think that's an option. The group agreed, but Phoebe asked if they could go take a look anyway, since she'd never seen a train up close. 
So they walked over, crossed the track behind the mammoth machine, and took a look on the other side. The train seemed to have stopped between stations, or at least they couldn't see any buildings around, and the train's driver had got out to investigate something around the front. As the group got closer, Phoebe was curious about how the whole thing worked. They could see people inside, and Phoebe asked how they got there. Tamar explained that there were doors that open when the train is stopped. But the train is stopped now, Phoebe added. So why aren't the doors open? Well, I think someone would have to pull that door handle, Tamar pointed, a little unsure of herself since this train was different from the ones she was used to. But I guess this isn't a place for people to get on and off, so... Her voice trailed away. Roger, meanwhile, had only heard someone would have to pull that door handle, and she looked at her hands. Back in her life on the indoor mountain, she had often observed the hands of the people in orange jackets, and noticed that they had opposable thumbs, which let them hold on tight to things with just one hand. She wished her thumbs were opposable too, but she was still pretty sure she could pull that door handle. As Montgomery and the Moose started to move away from the train, Roger jumped towards the door, her hands outstretched. She grabbed the handle, and as her body swung against the door, the handle pulled down, and the door began to open. The noise got everyone's attention. Montgomery the Moose turned back. Roger? he asked. Are you okay? Ouch, replied Roger. Yeah, I'm fine. Ooh, I want to go in, Phoebe exclaimed, and she climbed down Montgomery's leg to make her way to the train. Wait, Phoebe, don't, Tamar called out. We can't all fit. But Roger had lowered her tail from the doorway's bottom step, allowing Phoebe to climb up it and onto the train. Montgomery the moose moved to the doorway so everyone could climb back on him. But as he moved his head into the opening, he caught the aroma of his favorite food. Chocolate, he said softly, his eyes glazing over. There's chocolate on this train. He tipped his head sideways to let his antlers fit through the doorway, and although it was an uncomfortable squeeze for him, he managed to get his shoulders in and climb up into the train, which seemed to sink a little under his weight. His friends all scrambled down and shouted out various objections, but Montgomery was on the train now. At the top of the stairs, he turned to make his way into the carriage, while Roger managed to close the door she'd opened. Montgomery the Moose stuck his head into the carriage, and the voices of about 20 people rose in panic, and there was an almost unified cry of, Moose! The people all stood up, some of them picking up their belongings, and they clambered out of their seats to run in the opposite direction through the door into the next carriage. In less than a minute, there weren't any people left in the carriage, and the door at the other end slammed shut. As Montgomery made his way through the doorway and into the main part of the carriage, the train lurched a little and gradually started rolling forward, picking up pace and getting faster and faster. Pretty soon, as Phoebe looked out of the window and saw everything passing them, she beamed with pride, saying, Yeah, this is what I was thinking. Montgomery the moose had to work hard to make his way through the carriage, and Montgomery the mouse scrambled over the seats looking for the chocolate his large friend had smelled. In the end, he found three abandoned chocolate bars. And while he was still a little chocolated out after his visit to the candy store, his large friend had room for plenty more, so he was happy to let him eat it all. The train continued for about half an hour, and while none of them knew exactly how far they had gone, they knew this was much further than they could have walked. Phoebe found a Hey Google, Hey Siri, I Need Help on one of the seats, 
and found out that they were now only eight miles from Damariscotta Lake. Perfect. Now they could just get off at the next stop, and it would be fine. Tickets, please! Montgomery the Moose looked up, his snout covered in melted chocolate and wrappers. The man who had just spoken looked up from his ticket puncher after stepping through the doorway, and quickly realized this was not a usual ticket-checking situation. Uh, what's going on here? He asked no one in particular, as he saw the three larger creatures. Phoebe and Tamar, always cautious about being seen by humans, had crouched down out of sight. The man picked up something that looked like a Hey Google, Hey Siri, I Need Help from his waist, and spoke into it in quite a matter-of-fact tone. Hey Bob, are you busy? We got a moose, a mouse, and a raccoon back here, and I'm pretty sure they don't have tickets. Yeah, you're gonna have to stop the train. Phoebe and Tamar looked at each other. The way the man said it, it sounded like this was something he'd dealt with a few times before. This was Maine, after all. Montgomery the Moose hung his head. He didn't like causing problems and felt embarrassed and ashamed. The train slowed down, and as Phoebe and Tamar climbed out of the seat they were in and back onto Montgomery the Moose, Phoebe saw Tamar pick up some things that looked like pieces of paper. When Roger and Montgomery the Mouse also climbed back on, Tamar handed the things to Roger and joined Phoebe in hiding under Montgomery the Moose's thick coat of hair. The train reached a halt. The man stepped into the stairwell at the far end of the carriage and opened the door. He stepped back up to direct the large creature off the train. Come on, the man said, as if talking to a pet dog who had eaten the trash, and he waved his hands to direct Montgomery off. As Montgomery the Moose started his walk of shame towards the man, Roger gave one of the pieces of paper to Montgomery the Mouse and clambered onto Montgomery the Moose's snout to rest the other one sticking out of the Moose's mouth. They reached the man, and Roger urged Montgomery the Moose to stop. Roger proudly stood up on her hind legs and showed the man what she had between her paws. She may not have opposable thumbs, but she did have... a ticket. The man couldn't believe his eyes. Roger nudged Montgomery the Mouse, who moved down the moose's snout towards the man and lifted his head up for the man to take the piece of paper sticking out of his mouth. Another ticket. And now Roger whispered to Montgomery the Moose to raise his head and give the man the piece of paper that was sticking out of his mouth. A third ticket. The man was speechless. Montgomery the Moose didn't feel embarrassed or ashamed anymore. He felt proud to have such great friends. He climbed down the staircase, tilted his head to fit his antlers out of the door, and made his way outside with a smile. Ah, yes, well, said the man from inside the train. Uh, thank you for coming. Please come again sometime. Enjoy your day. The door closed. The train started to pull away with a very confused ticket-taker standing in the window, staring blankly at the group of creatures. Montgomery, Montgomery, Roger, Phoebe, and Tamar, now only a few miles from Damariscotta Lake and the Magical Land, all laughed. Today was a good day. To be continued. If you enjoyed what you just heard, 
it would make a huge difference if you would leave a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. Both ratings and reviews make a huge difference in helping podcasts find a wider audience. And to make sure you don't miss out on any information about Tales from the Mooseverse, please sign up for our newsletter on mooseverse.com. So now that the whole crew is on their way to the magical land, we'd love to hear from you. Send us your stories about any of these characters or any others you think would fit in the Mooseverse. You can record a story yourself on audio or video, or write it, or even send in pictures. We'll include some on our website, mooseverse.com, and we may even include a snippet on future episodes of the podcast. Who knows? Maybe your idea will come to life in the Mooseverse. Thanks for listening. See you next time. <laughs>